Hi, I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. On this podcast, we focus on Texas, the artists, idealists, entrepreneurs, and people who live and work in this great state. Now, Texas isn't perfect. We got a lot of growing pains, but they're still, it's a great place to live. And for those of you who have been with us this whole time, it's been almost a year, you guys, a year since we started this podcast. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Our insurance agency sponsors the podcast. We are grateful to have been in the insurance business for 25 years in the community of Texas. So for us to give back, and it's fun, I'm starting to connect our guests with each other. I meet one and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to talk to Vicki Meeks. You guys are going to love each other. It's starting to get real fun, you guys. So thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Please connect with us at GibAgencyDallas.com. We always love to hear from you. And you will recognize our next guest if you've been with us for a while. His name is Rick Smith, Rock Bottom Outreach. He had a heart transplant. Gosh, earlier this year. It was crazy when I talked with him to realize it hadn't been that long. To have a heart transplant is not a small thing, guys. Like you literally die. Your heart is taken from your body, and then a new one is put in. And so that is not without some mental, physical, and emotional challenges. And so we circle back to him. We talk a lot about angels, his donor. I'm not going to spoil it. You'll have to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you again for being here. I hope you have a happy holiday, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or just Take the time to reflect, set some goals, hang out with your family, be chill. Happy holidays. Rick Smith from Rock Bottom Outreach, welcome back to the show. I feel like a a veteran. You are a veteran. I'm I'm a veteran on the show now, but my picture has changed since last time. It has changed. Tell me the story between the, the flower cows. Uh, yeah, the, my my wife changed it. <laughs> that's the story. I well, am that's one, a good story. I, I am one of the cow, and she's the smaller, pretty cow. Yeah, she's the mini cow. Oh, I see. That's There's a big many... deal now. Mini cows are big deals now. There's not many scenarios where you could call your wife a mini cow and get away with it. True, no. but they're getting they're they're getting cuter. I'll, I'll send you a picture. <clears throat> Do you have said mini cow? Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. How many? How many animals do you have? Well, uh, there's uh, 14 horses that we've been taking care of that don't belong to us exactly, but we've been taking care of. And then a friend of mine has Did mini cow. No, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, and then a friend of mine has mini cow that we used for the live nativity scene last night, and <gasps> everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, what is that?" <laughs> You have to see the picture. It's very hairy, very hairy mini cow. Yeah, you'll have to send us the picture, and we will we'll post it so that when people are listening to the podcast, they can go and look at the mini cow on the just YouTube up, stream. Right, just see. look up mini cow, and you'll yeah, we'll, be like, "That's a mini hairy cow." Yeah. We'll post pictures of the nativity scene and all the other stuff, so you can go and check it out. Well, I'm yeah, um, I'm really excited that you came today, Rick Smith. We've been talking about having him back because people really loved the original podcast that he did and people were really moved by the story and we were looking for a time and 
you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to, doesn't it? So like we had yep. somebody cancel and I was like, well, it's the holidays. It's a big time. Christmas is really important to a lot of people. Is there a show that we could do a tie in to Christmas? And I don't many, I don't, you know, nativity scenes, angels, they're all part of the, the Christmas story. So welcome back. We're glad to have you. Thank you. It is great to be back, honestly. So let's, we're not going to recap the original podcast, but I would encourage people to go back and listen to the other podcast if you're not familiar with this story. But let's, I want to pick it up from, um, you're in the hospital and mm-hmm. go from there. And, and I'm going to let you tell your story with your words. Well, essentially, I uh, suffered heart failure. Uh, I'm 56 years old, but a year ago, they brought me in a year ago, about November. Um, my health really plummeted. Doctor came in and said, Hey, there's no more I can do for you to remain here on this earth. You're going to need a heart transplant. So after letting that settle in, going through the process, the evaluation, I uh, ended up in the hospital, uh, April 25th, I actually went on the waiting list and you never know there are people that have waited two years three years a week a few days so um i was actually in the icu on may 25th when the uh doctor dr far actually came in blonde doctor i'd never seen before and actually woke me up and said um, mr smith i want to let you know and I always emphasize this word we have accepted a heart, a good young heart on your behalf Mm. And so on May 27th, 2023, um, they actually took me to the operating room and I received my gift. Oh, your gift. That's so nice. I I received my gift and and that is where, um, yeah, God, the the timing was perfect because I was very close to death. So I had a near-death experience and then I had that experience in the operating room as well. So um, I'm here today because of the gift that I received. Well, you had had kind of an extraordinary time. So they tell you, hey, we've accepted this heart. Mm -hmm. They wheel you in. And then what happens during the surgery that people probably don't realize? Well, um, a lot of times the heart is not even there yet, honestly. Um, It's not just sitting there. They, They don't want it out of the body very long meaning the other body. So mm-hmm. that's that's a little shocking. And so when they actually took me in, uh, there were about 10 people, biggest operating room I've ever seen in my life, strapped me down like Jesus. And they haven't asked the question, hey, where's the heart? And they said, it's not here yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, like this thing, and I'm blown away essentially from the time she's, because I asked Dr. Farrer, um, where's the heart? And she said, it's not been harvested yet. Which in layman's term means he's still got it. Yeah. This, this guy's on life support, you know, which is another story. And and so, again, usually the heart's not there. The heart's being transported in. And usually it's about a thousand mile search radius is the search. And, and so we know a few specifics of, about that, but uh, there's a little more to that story since the last time you and I have spoken. But... Um, it's actually, people be shocked. It's not the most complicated surgery anymore. Yeah, you know, to them, it's just another surgery. But um, the whole procedure for me took about 10 hours. 
Okay. And, and, and seeing the only thing I recall was the angelic experience. I, I remember going to sleep and then during that process, the angelic experience. And then I remember waking up um, on a ventilator in the um, intensive care unit. All right. Let's talk about that angelic experience. I'm excited to hear it again. Well, um, you, have you ever saw something and you're like, no, that, you know, Surely I didn't see what I thought I saw, right? Well, that was me. I didn't wake up and tell everybody. I can't wait to tell you I saw an angel because I wasn't sure what I saw, but I knew how I felt. So during my alone time, I would close my eyes and I could clearly see what I saw in that operating room, that I actually went on my phone and I began to Google what I saw and it did not exist in in the imagination of men you know it just didn't it was nothing anybody drew and so I began to realize what I had seen and when I would see it it was the most overwhelming sense of love I've ever experienced in my life kind of like when you hold a newborn for the first time and you're like, I've never loved someone so much in my life. I mean, that's how I felt. But what I saw was the brightest light I've ever seen in my absolute life. And um, it was to the right, and there was an angelic figure. And it was not a male, and it was not a female. They were not there to intervene. Did they the have Bible a body? Says they did. Uh, yeah, okay. there's, a, there's, there's a figure. But it wasn't okay. something you could look and say, oh, that's a, I got an angel, dude. <laughs> or I got an angel. I, I have a hot angel. It wasn't that. It was like, man, like, look at that hot angel God sent me. It, you know, but he says in his word, I give charge or command over my angels to stand watch over you. So it was sexless. Mm. And um, interesting enough, I had lunch with Hal Jake uh, the day before yesterday. From uh, WBAP 820. Mm -hmm. He's the voice in the morning. And he had a heart transplant. So we began to talk about our experiences. Of like, did you see something? He's like, I did. <gasps> like, Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What and did I'm he like, say? He saw his son, Josh, that had passed away about four years ago. Oh. To the left. And then he could see, I believe what he said, the face of Jesus over his left shoulder. Over the face and of he, Josh's left shoulder? Oh, no, of his left oh, shoulder. Okay. And he, and he said he, was, he, he knew he was going to be okay. So he's not disgusted with a lot of people for the same reason I haven't, because people think, oh, that you're absolutely crazy. Right. They look for the it, scientific and medical reasons yeah, really, to explain yeah, really, it away, yeah. right? Yeah, to say that's, that, that's impossible. And so, um, it is, you know, that I've, I began to share, you know, with people and the more I share it, the more people open up about their experience to go, you know what my grandmother said, or my dad said, or my brother said, they saw something, you know, the Bible says, go, you know, go and tell what I've done for you. And he does not, you know, when he sends charge over these angels to protect, to watch, to guard, to intervene. There's a also a biblical purpose. Um, the angel as a messenger. 
and a lot of times look at the angel that said, fear not, I've come with good news, okay? So do they exist in foreign countries? Absolutely. Think of the Bible story and the story of Mary and Joseph and the angel that spoke to the, you know, to like to the wise men. And he, that, that angel served as a messenger. It's important that we share our experiences, experience of, uh, you know, uh, faith, hope, and love to encourage people to say that you're not alone. And uh, I believe that without a doubt. And, and so that, going through that, um, for some reason, it triggered a story from years ago that somebody shared with me. Okay. So, a young man named Mark, very addicted to drugs. Okay. Well, the police came one night. He had wandered into somebody's backyard by their pool. Oh, dear. And he's stumbling around by the pool, going to fall in. People finally say, man, I got to call the Keller PD. Keller PD, come get him. So when he's kind of in his right mind and he's talking to his mom, he's a little agitated. You know, she got, they got him out of jail. And he said, Mom, how come at that party, all those people, I'm the only one they arrested? That's what I don't understand. She said, Mark, you're the only one there. He goes, that's not true. He said, there were all these people dressed in white, and they were all standing around the outside of the pool. So I was not the only one there. You get it? Mm-hmm. Mark did not fall in that pool for a reason. Because there were people dressed in white surrounding the outside of the pool. Wow. And that and that, and that and it jogged that and it jogged that that memory for me. Yeah, I mean of of, of what I've endured. And uh yeah, go ahead, ask your question. I was just, you know, because when you, sh obviously you talk to a lot of people through your, your ministry and your outreach. Um, do you find that people are more likely to open up to you when you can share your experiences with them? That you're not going to be like, oh, well, you're crazy or try and explain it away that you'll just kind of go, yeah. Well, it's different for everybody because there's some people that have a strong faith that believe. And then there are non-believers that may be a little leery, kind of like, um, you know, doubting Thomas, if you would. And so, but I always, um, many people will ask me, did you see anything? Um, I will share that, that there's a movie out, has been out, and I was encouraged to watch it. And I did the other night, and it's called Last Christmas. You remember the song by mm -hmm. George Michael? How can you forget it? Last Christmas, mm -hmm. right? Okay, it's all it's over like the radio, on rotation. right? It's every tenth song comes on between it, it, that it, one it, it, and it. Mariah Carey's, right? But I do love right. it. So I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, it's it's in England, and it's kind of slow, and this girl just can't get her act together. And anyway, in the middle of it, you know, her mom mentions something about her heart, you know, and and catches my attention a little bit, and and later I get a glimpse of the scar poking out the top. And later it is revealed to the gentleman she's talking to, she had a heart transplant. But she said, I don't tell many people because they treat you funny sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. 
Some people treat you funny. Yeah, you know, and uh, and it, it it was right on. But um, I'm I'm going to tell you that the the movie really moved me to action. Um, if um, it had an angelic experience in it, mm. I don't think I've cried that hard since the transplant. And, and I and I don't want to ruin it for people, but essentially, God allowed her to meet her donor who returned as an angel, okay? Mm. Well, if you're following along with this story, you know there is a donor. So you're maybe, there's watchers and listeners thinking, have you met your donor? So that brings us to this. I have not yet. But the movie, and this, is, this just happened, prompted me to reach out because I wrote a letter in June. Okay. So I reached out to directly to the Southwest Donor Alliance, who handles all correspondence from me directly to the family. Well, they asked for my transplant number, which I didn't have, but they had, they got their hands on it. Turns out the letter I wrote in June never made it to Southwest Donor Alliance. Uh -oh. There's no record of that letter. So I got a little upset, but I started thinking maybe it was too soon. So now I have a direct contact with a Southwest donor. I rewrote the letter two weeks ago, and I sent it to him, and I've sent my family a Christmas card, which I know is in another region. So the gift that I have asked for is I'm hoping to hear from my family before Christmas. Oh, how wonderful. How cool would that be? That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's got to be an emotional thing for them, though. Obviously, Christmas. They lost and gained, you know, Christmas nope. is, Christmas is a hard time for people. I think there's a lot of people who, who are on the verge of death, who don't quite make it to Christmas, who want to, but can't quite make it. Um, yeah, it's a hard time for people and it's a time of joy at the same time. Yeah. My Christmas is different this year. How so? Um, I have a different perspective how and I'm able to, how long ahead. has it been since you got the transplant? Six months. <gasps> oh yeah, I bet. Six months. Yeah. So I, I, I see things different. I am more, uh, proactive, um, more, um, how would you say, um, a greater initiative to let people know how much I love them, how much I appreciate them. I sent out some Christmas cards, and uh, I hadn't done that in a while. A lot of people don't do that no more. But I'm more intentional um, because last year was almost my last Christmas, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your angel is still with you? Sure. I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm okay. Um, when I speak, which you know I have no problem doing, it is a weird, and I spoke to the Alito Bearcats last Thursday before the state semifinal game. Mm -hmm. And I can always share that rock bottom story and some of the things I did. But Suzanne, I, I didn't do this. 
God did all this. There's nothing I can take credit for. I cannot say I did this or I did that. God orchestrated this whole thing. And I can't take credit for any of it. But I have this kid that lives inside of me and I don't even know his name. So we're um, celebrating Christmas together. And I'm doing the best I can to keep him alive in me. I don't know if you like Christmas or not. Maybe he's your angel. Maybe so. Watching you know, out maybe, for you since you since he got part a, a piece of you. You're you know. Well, you know that's what I tell Toledo. Go out and play to honor somebody. Yeah. Don't do it for yourself. What I do now is not for me. It's to honor this kid that lives inside of me. You know, I mean, to honor God, obviously, you know, but, um, you know, how can, I mean, there there's different emotions, you know, like you cry tears of joy, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sad at all. Overwhelmed with emotion still. You know, I was at church recently at an extended worship, and I'm sitting in the back, and I want to talk to somebody about what I was feeling. But who was I going to talk to? Who in that whole sanctuary was going to relate to what I was going through? Because nobody there had had a heart transplant. So I got up to go to the restroom, and I run into Marcus Cannon. Marcus played in five Super Bowls, and is a friend of mine. And uh, played for New England Patriots, went to TCU. And I go, I need to talk to you. <laughs> I said, there's nobody in there that's played in any Super Bowls that can relate to you. And that's exactly what I'm going through right now. And had a great conversation with Marcus Cannon mm. about the challenge of sharing an experience that nobody can relate to. And that's why that's important. We have that relationship with Christ. Um, something, someone that we can freely talk to. And I, and obviously my meeting with Hal J, but like I said, it, it's a weird congratulations, Susanna, when people say, oh, you got a new art. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, like I said, I like your sweater. He said, thank you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, it, 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 it's very different, yeah, you know, very, so. very different. Man, I play Christmas music 24-7. Well, I can't wait to watch this last Christmas to to see what that's what that's kind of all about. That sounds Hang like in a- there. Man, you'll cry your eyes out. You will cry. <laughs> hey, listen, you will, man. Sometimes you got to have a good cry. Sometimes you just got to do it. And, and it is, you know, and, it, and it's okay. I mean, yep. it, it honestly is okay, but, man, it rocks. Because I'm watching, thinking, man, why did she want me to watch this? And then, boom, here came the boom, mm. man. And I'm like, oh, my God, didn't see that coming. Right. You know, but, but she got to hang in there. So every time I hear the song, you know, last Christmas, you damn it, yeah. Anyway, like, anyway, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But there are differences, you know, for me, even emotionally. The way I respond to things, people say you take on some of the characteristics of your donor. Mm, and so... 
isn't it? Yes. Yeah. How did, but, but how do you? Oh, so in just in general, people say that you take on the characteristics of the you, donor. You can take on, and and so, um, you know, I find things funnier, you know, than I used to. I like things a little spicier than I used to. Really weird stuff. Really odd. Mm, I can't uh, wait to hear what happens if you get your Christmas wish and they talk to you and you get to share some of the things. I hope you've written them down between the spicier, the funnier, the specific jokes, because that's going to be that's going to okay. be a great conversation. We're going to have to have you back and hear what of happens. Course, but and of hear course. what happens. It, the, um, I, you know, I want to add this. I, I did a video the other day talking about every scar that we have, have ter- tells a story. You know, men like to show their scars, but women don't. No, we're afraid to show our scars, but there's something sexy about being vulnerable a little bit. So we even at times have emotional scars that tell a story that someone may never see, may never see, but everyone's got a scar that tells a story and there will be a time that God allows you to share your scar with somebody if you'll not hide them the rest of your life. That's a that's a that's a great way to close it out, Rick. And it, look, look at us staying almost on time. How can almost? You, how can people find you if they want to find you? Um. Well, phone number easy nine four zero three six eight zero zero three four. But also um, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, Rick Smith, Rock Bottom Outreach. Uh, email um, rockbottomoutreach at yahoo.com. Um, now, are you, you still doing like way. individual coaching or are you doing more speaking or what's your, or both? Both. Both. That was what I, I prayed for, that I would uh, continue, get to speak still, and I am, obviously. And secondly, that I'd be able to return to coaching. And I, I've done that. Went from football season to coaching, helping coach basketball. I'm the assistant athletic director now at Grace Christian Academy out oh, in, nice. uh, yeah, I'm a parent. And so we're also about to start uh, football season. I mean, basketball, uh, baseball season. So from one sport to the next, but uh, about to get a break, Christmas break. And um, that's going to be kind of neat because um, I also wanted to travel. So I'm going to be able to travel a little bit and continue to share my story. But with what I shared, that's how people can reach me. Nice. You, you know, that, and, and I'd love to come anywhere, churches. It's a message that needs to be heard in the churches, too, because I think we're still lacking faith in some areas. Well, yeah. I think you have you have a great story, and it's always fun to, fun to rehear pieces and new pieces of it, too. So, as you know, the... Um, our insurance agency, Gib Insurance, sponsors this podcast. And since we do some farm and ranch policies, we don't do a ton, but um, I was looking up, you're in Weatherford. Yes, ma'am. Weatherford is known as the, I'm going to quiz you and see, what is Weatherford known as? Horse country. Yes, (laughs) the cutting horse capital of the world. Yes, ma'am. These horses that you have, are they cutting horses? Uh, Yes, ma'am. They're quarter horses. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yep. Some of them are, and we, uh, like I said, they belong to someone else, but been uh, being taken care of. And so, where I coach at, at the owner of the school, are big time cutting horse champions. Nice. <laughs> so the other thing, Weatherford was in the news this past week. What got loose and ran around town on its own? 
Oh, you got me there. It was a it's steer. Not, oh, a okay. Well, yeah, that's not that's not uncommon. That was. Not <laughs> I mean, that, that's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, now, uh, oh, okay. Well, here's the deal. Like, okay, coyotes are really big on the run right now. My dog got attacked by a coyote. Oh my. Yeah, and he lived to tell about it. Wow. How he did like tore his neck all up. I mean, so the the college. Do you know the mascot for the college? I just told you. Coyotes. The weather for, the weather for coyotes. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So um, going back to farm and ranch policies. Um, okay. Which do you, you do you have a farm and ranch policy? No, I, I don't need one, but I have a lot of people that do need them. Right. And then and, and then I have a horse insurance person too yep that yep. that i know they insure the horses which is a big deal yep because you have to insure yep. the livestock either and then i think what's the th people don't ever realize this if a horse or lives or livestock get out into the middle of the road who and it hit and you hit the horse whose fault is it the owner's liable of the horse livestock yep yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. that's why you have to have livestock liability. And interestingly yep. enough, if the <laughs> the the claim on your auto policy, if for some reason they don't have it, is is considered a uh, comprehensive claim, even though you collide into the horse. Correct. It's a comp claim because technically the horse hit you, even though it was just standing mm -hmm. there. And it gets complicated real fast. Yeah, that was, yeah no, it is. Um, I had a sister-in-law that was paralyzed from hitting a cow. Oh my cow gosh! Cow got yeah. out on the yeah, yeah, total. Because the cow will just—I've heard so many stories of somebody hitting the animal, and the animal's like "ow," and then walks off, yeah. and your car yeah. is destroyed. It is very much destroyed. You need to give cattle a lot of room if you come across. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. If you come across, give it a little room because they'll run right into you. Yeah, they—they they honestly will. But um, Do you yeah, have cows? there's one. I mean, you have your mini cow, but do you have other cows? Yeah, well, I used to. Used to have black Angus cattle that we raised, and and so that's why it's important you tag them because people steal them or they get out. Yeah, you know, fence fence goes down. I know you need to move to Weatherford, and you can really, <laughs> uh, and you can really sell some policy. I and know, right? That, How and far we're also known for the peach festival. Oh, peaches! Yeah, yeah, Hutton's Peach Farm out here. You never seen so many peaches in your life. Millions of that, peaches. Then peaches on the during the peach festival. Nice. Yeah, you have to come to the peach festival. Well, there's so many new yeah. people moving to Texas. That's one of the things that we're really we're going to try and focus on as well. It's like, hey, there's all these communities around. And uh, so Weatherford is what 30 minutes from Fort Worth. Is that right? About 30 minutes, just yes, ma'am. And yes, from door to door from Dallas is an hour ten. Uh, about um uh, yeah, about an hour depends on if you use the the tollway or or, or whatever. But I go. Because I have to frequently go to the hospital still. I It takes me about an hour and 10 minutes from that's here to UT Southwestern Medical. And that's off of Harry Hines in Dallas. Got that, it. That, that's where I go to. But you, you would love Weatherford. Would, I've actually, I've, I shot a movie in Weatherford once. We actually faked oh. it for uh, Big Bend, which is not, I mean, Weatherford doesn't mm -hmm. really look like uh, Big Bend, mm -hmm. but the downtown yeah. courthouse area is beautiful. That's right. Yeah. Um, we were out in out in the middle of nowhere shooting, which was really fun. Yeah. There were cows. 
on the property, you would turn around and there would be a cow standing there looking at you like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) I was always like, what's going on, cow? Yeah, I shot uh, 1883 up in in Granbury. Oh, you did? What were you in 1883? Uh, I was an actor. I was a a fine-dressed man in the saloon. Uh-huh. Which is uh, Farina's, and so I spent the day with uh, Tim McGraw and Sam Elliott. Oh, how fun! Y- yes, I had a prostitute at my table. Very awkward. A back real in the one? day, oh. a negative. Gotcha. Ba- back in the, she was an back acting in the, prostitute. She was an acting prostitute, but in ministry, it was very awkward. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah. So, uh, man, people love Weatherford. Just like you know, you've been here. What movie did you film out here? It was the first film I ever did. Um, it's not up right now. Where yeah. is it? Where is my picture? And I don't know. Um, it's called um, Learning mm-hmm. Curve. It was um, about a uh, teacher who takes these bad kids, going nowhere mm-hmm. kids, and puts them in a cage, and mm-hmm. a circus cage, and slowly, oh. um, mm-hmm. as they learn to read and learn to become humans, good humans again. Um, uh, that's the course of the whole film. So you start out uh, a bad oh, kid wow. and you become a good kid. By putting them in a circus cage. Yes, it's it's slightly uh, uh, twisted. You'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Our, yeah. A teacher Learning wrote it. Curve. Yeah. yeah. And what do you play in it? Are you I'm the teacher? Of, I was one of the bad kids. No, because I was like, I was 21 when I did it, playing a, a 16-year-old. Wow. Yeah. That's I I will check it out. <laughs> I, I, I can will find I, it. I will check that out. That's very interesting. I'm sure that we can. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah. So I'll be dog. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, you Smith. do you do a lot of stuff. You you're very multi talented. Well, you know. You try. You try. Always, well, you try. always. The creative side. It's always emerged. Like I have the insurance agency. I have this creative thing. It's like, how mm-hmm. can we merge the two? How can we promote this amazing area with all the clients that we have and mm-hmm. give back to the community by helping you and promoting you and and be creative at the same time? So this is where's probably your office, where's your office at? We're at Forest and Six Thirty Five in Dallas. Or- Really? And you're selling farm and ranch policies? I don't sell a ton, to be honest, but I do. I do get people who call and, you know, nowadays you can, you don't have to have a physical location in every place that you sell anymore. Everything's done online. Everything's done electronic. Nobody wants to come into my office. I'm like, I offer. You would be a fixture in the community of Weatherford, Texas. You would sell a ton, just so you know. That's it. I'm moving to Weatherford. You should the Peach Festival. That's <laughs> it. I'll buy, I'll buy you a uh, a bushel of peaches. Awesome. A, well, a, a pack, a pack, a pack or a bushel. All right. Well, Rick Smith, yep. thank you so much for being here. For all of you who are listening, thank you for being with us. We will be back next year with uh, some new podcasts and some new things coming out. Please connect with us at Gib Agency Dallas. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'll see you next year.